Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 384 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So have you been questioning your thoughts? I hope so. I talked in episode 383 about not believing everything you think. I mean, we do have on average 50,000 thoughts a day and 85% of which are negative. This is universal. So it behooves you to not believe everything you think. We would all be living in misery if we did that. In fact, well, I think a lot of us do. That's why I've been so inspired lately to talk about the thoughts that hurt us, but that we can change. I mean, if you couldn't change something, I wouldn't even want to talk about it. What good would it do? Why worry about it? I say this all the time. Never tell someone they looked bad in the dress they wore to the party yesterday. (laughs) It isn't fair. There's nothing they can do about it. It's done. But let's dissect that for a minute, though, while I'm thinking about it. Who says that that looked bad? that dress looked bad on them. Because just because someone thinks the dress looks bad doesn't make it so. Just like we can't believe every thought we have, we also can't believe every thought someone else has. A lot of times we judge ourselves by the projections of other people. How often are you living for the eyes of someone else? How often does what you do change based on what other people say? How often does your perception of yourself change because someone else suggested you were a certain way? Opinions of other people can be powerful influencers. That's why we have to be strong and aware of who we are deep in our core. We have to have no doubt that we're powerful and strong just as we are. Never allow anyone to suffocate your light. Now, for the last year since my big sister's husband died, I've been trying to visit her once a week. She means a lot to me, and I want to—I I really just want to see her thrive. Now, one week I was visiting, and she seemed a little disgruntled. <laughs> And we were in the car, and when she got out of the car with my mom, I was in the car with my dad, and I mentioned to him that it seemed like she was struggling this week, to which my dad proceeded to say, and he said it in a very loving way, but he said that I was enabling her and coddling her, which sometimes makes her act differently around me. Now, when your dad says something, I don't know about you, but I tend to believe it. So I just assumed that that was true. And I thought, oh, okay, I was thinking of all the things I was doing. How could I change so that I'm not enabling her? My mind started racing as to if I was weakening her instead of helping her. This all went through my head. So as I usually do when I'm having a problem, I bring it up to my husband, Eric, who is always so wise and very logical and level-headed. He's full of good advice. So I told him that, I said, hey, dad says I'm enabling Heather and that that's the reason sometimes she acts bad around me every once in a while. She doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes. So which Eric says, I don't think you enable Heather, which kind of surprised me, but also deep down felt true. Like I realized it had never even occurred to me that what my dad said, maybe not true. 
I just believed it on its face and got to work thinking I needed to figure out how to stop enabling her so that she's self-sufficient. So then Eric started listing all the ways that we had both been helping her get back on her feet, not in a way that weakened her at all, but in a way that she felt loved and supported and also like she can handle life without her husband of 30 years who pretty much took care of everything while he was alive. Then Eric asked me again, he said, if did had I asked dad what he meant by that? Like, how did he think I was enabling her? And I said, no, I didn't ask. I just accepted it as true. But now after talking it through with Eric, I realized I don't really believe that that's true. Someone else's perception of you means nothing unless you take it on, even if it's someone you love and trust, even if 10 people say it, even if half the country says it, it doesn't make it true. For example, when the COVID vaccine was out and everyone was being wanted to be taking it, I felt like my body was healthy and could handle COVID without a chemical injection. That's how I've always been. But if you decline that vaccine, (laughs) you were selfish and dangerous, a murderer, even some said. But I didn't take that on because just because people scream something loudly, it still doesn't have to make it true. Now, flip side of that, we have very good friends who got the vaccine as soon as they could because they thought it was the right thing for them, and that is perfectly fine. Just because something is right for one person doesn't make it right for everyone. This is where your gut instinct comes in. It's there for a reason. Remember, your gut instinct is more valuable than anything you have. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. We don't have to believe everything we hear, even if someone we says trust it. Trust, even someone we trust says it. Even if it's the news, a scientist, your doctor, or even your dad. I guess trust but verify works here too. Just like it never occurred to me to question what my dad said because I trust him, sometimes it never occurs to us to question groupthink either. It's a very dangerous position. Look at history. And if you find this to be a case for you, a good question might be to ask, does this feel true for me? And how did I come to that conclusion? Did someone else talk me into it? Or did it feel right to my core? When my dad said I was enabling Heather, I never even thought to question it, even though it did feel a little off to me, which was a red flag. Somewhere inside, it really didn't feel true. Our inner guidance is always giving us clues like that. But we have to be aware that we have an inner guidance system that's always on our side and is always guiding us to the path of least resistance to what we ultimately want. The more in touch with our inner guidance system, the better. Where we have to be careful, though, is when we're in situations where maybe we aren't used to being okay that we think something different. So we just go along to get along. Is it okay for you to think something differently from your family or your friends or possibly even half the country? If there's something in your gut telling you to do or not to do a thing, are you strong enough to listen? Are you strong enough to say, I realize you think that, but I think differently. And that's okay. For me, you know, sometimes you want to know how you, where you got this, this way that you are. For me, growing up, questioning things really wasn't an option in our home. And I didn't get to make my own decisions about life, about who I hung out with, what was right, what was wrong, what was appropriate, what wasn't. Those were all made for me and I wasn't to question it. So when I'm back with my mom and dad where that not questioning was the norm my entire life, 
it, um, well, when, at least when I was at home, it's easy to fall back into the habit of just accepting what you're told is true when that's basically how I grew up. My dad even told me once growing up that you have to distrust in the religion even though your eyes might see something different. So blindly trust something that doesn't feel right to you. That's a weak position in my opinion, and it's not something I want to practice. But here's the interesting thing. Because I was raised the way I was when I got to school, which was public school, I was so different because of my religion. I had to be really strong in order to navigate being different all through school. So I became impervious to peer pressure. I had no choice, but it built me into who I am today, and I'm happy about that. I wouldn't change it. It built me into someone who could leave a religion that wasn't easy to leave by design because I strengthened my core belief that I'm strong inside, and all of that served me very well. But even through all of that, (laughs) I never stopped wanting approval from my mom and dad. I don't need it anymore, but there is a part of me that still wants it. So this is an area where I have to remember I can fall back into old habits of accepting someone else's perception. I'm not very susceptible to groupthink because I was raised to be okay with being different, but I can still be swayed by what my parents think. I know that now. Now, Eric, on the other hand, was raised differently. He had a lot of autonomy. His parents were very loving as well, but he had a lot of leeway on what he did, who he hung out with, what was right and wrong. I mean, he was learning from a very young age to trust himself and that you question things, and that's what he does, and it served him very well also. When someone we love and trust says something, it's easy to accept that as true without even considering there could be another explanation or considering maybe it's not true at all. And when a group thinks something, it can be easy to just go along to get along, even though your gut is saying, this doesn't feel right. But it's our job to navigate what's true and what's not true for us. It's our job to question the thoughts we have that don't serve us. It's our job to question the things other people say that don't feel right. Deep in our core, we all want to stand up for what's right, but sometimes it's easier not to. Why do we love those movies, though, where the main character goes with his gut, which goes against the entire grain, and he ends up coming out on top and winning? We love that because deep down, We all wish we had the courage to do it. You don't have to accept every thought you have as true. And you do not have to accept every opinion given as true. That isn't your job. Your job is to be so in touch with your true essence that you know the difference. And then to stand up for what you know is right, no matter the cost. My challenge for you this week is to get really, really good at hearing your inner guidance system. Stop drowning it out with distractions. Start spending more time in silence, in nature, in meditation. Our mood shouldn't be swayed by every opinion we hear or every passing headline. (laughs) This is our work. Share this with three people with an inner guidance system. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.